0: Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. We are here in Lawfather Studios, in Lawfather headquarters. And I think we may have actually found a home in this new office for Lawfather Studio, okay? Yep, yeah. see I got the, the cool skeleton Tampa picture behind me. And uh, yeah, I you know, got Kennedy Boulevard out behind the camera so I can look out and watch all the madness happen uh, as I'm doing the podcast and all the videos. Uh, as always, be sure to follow The Law Father on all of our different social media platforms. It's greatly appreciated. And uh, those of you who show us love in the comments, thank you very much. Uh, as always, The Law Father Podcast is brought to you by Frankie Law for all of your DUI and personal injury needs. So I want to talk about today, uh, let's jump into a legal topic, a legal and sports topic Those of you that have been with us from the beginning, the original kind of theory and thought process for the Lawfather podcast would be, we would talk about some legal stuff, we would talk about some sports stuff and kind of bring it all together. So um, interesting one today because it really blends those two avenues. And quite frankly, um, it's a big, big, big corporation that we're going to talk about. That's a sports corporation with a big, big, you know almost say larger than life individual that's involved and quite frankly, until about two weeks ago, I had no idea that this person was subject of a lawsuit and I only know because Jason and I were talking about topics for this show, okay And, and I think that's a really important part so I, I want you to know and understand and, and consider the fact that you know yes, I follow the sports world, yes, I follow the legal world, right? And I'm deeply ingrained in both. And yet, I had no idea that this existed, okay? Now, mind you, I did know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were dating, right? Um, so there's that uh, if we really want to look into things. But um, so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of a really interesting point. So before we jump into it, and we're going to get there, I'm going to hold out just a little bit longer on saying who we're talking about. But I want to jump into a term that's going to come up in this. And I think it's an important term to define because it's, to me, until I actually sat down and read the definition, it it was one of, it's one of these terms that I feel like gets thrown around a lot. And I don't want to say it's a misnomer, but I've been around long enough and and, um, was in law enforcement when this term first started and i feel like it had a little bit different meaning i feel like it was the gravity behind it was huge right um and i feel like almost and, and please I, you know jason i'm gonna say something that that is gonna be one of those things that that sometimes gets taken the wrong way and uh um, it is not meant to be taken the wrong way but i i feel like the more this term has been used it it's diluted the the severity of what it is and and i think that making this term more mainstream started with positive intentions but i just i feel like it it's just diluted the severity of what it is okay and and, and that term is sex, is sex trafficking Okay. So way back many years ago, this is, we're going actually more than a decade ago, because it's been more than a decade that I've been out of law enforcement. It was, it was a very, very, and I'm not saying it's not serious now, but it was, it was one of those things. It wasn't a mainstream term and it wasn't really a mainstream crime. Right. So when you heard it, you went, Oh God, that's a really, really bad guy. Okay. Or girl could be either. Right. But it It had this like had this stigma to it, it had this real weight to it that you went hmm, yeah that that's one of the real bad ones and i and I remember i and it sticks out in my mind um I was you know brand new baby deputy, and the detectives had actually arrested somebody for human trafficking um and they had me sitting and uh, uh they bought me pizza. Great, thanks, guys. Like literally, I was sitting on one side of a glass door, and this guy was on the other side of the glass door. And I think I spent all eight hours of my shift sitting there watching this guy. Um, I don't know what the heck they were doing, but I'm just glad they brought me pizza because man, I it was a long day just sitting there. But back in that time, right, and we're talking, it would have probably been. Somewhere in the vicinity of 07, 08, 2007, thousand seven two thousand eight, uh, I, I, I just think that it wasn't a mainstream thing. So when you heard it, it was kind of shocking, right? Kind of shocked the the, the your system to go, oh my god, like that's that's bad. That's that who does that, right? And, and I think you know the the thought process has been good. Let's get this out in the mainstream. But I I almost wonder if it dilutes the severity of it. So. But then I read the definition. I go, oh, yeah, that fits, right? That, that, that tracks, that makes sense. And um, this is from the Department of Justice. So I would, uh, or excuse me, the Department of the United States, Department of State, not the Department of Justice. Um, similar things, but slightly different. Uh, but it encompasses the range of activities when a trafficker uses force, fraud, or coercion to compel another person to engage in commercial sex acts or causes a child to engage in a commercial sex act. Okay, Uh, it's it's almost this right? It's essentially prostitution, right? But it's prostitution on steroids. It's it's we went and codified and made the made Jason. We're gonna go back to the '90s here. Made pimping an actual serious crime. Okay, And, and it's it's one of these things. If we trace history back, and, and we're 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 kind of diverting a little bit from the where we're going to get to with there's this lawsuit that's pending, but I think this is a very important topic to kind of jump into and know and understand as we kind of work through it. That if we if we go back and we change we change the dynamics and we change the players, we go back to the '90s when Rico came into play. And Rico, although the federal government will. Stand on a stack of Bibles and say it was not actually designed to take down the mafia. Okay, um, it actually in practice worked to take down the mafia. And what it what it was was it it created this ability to go. You're not the one that's actually committing the physical act, but you're working with everybody else to commit that physical act, and you shouldn't get a free pass. Okay. Real over, oversimplification of it, right? So I know, I know those of you keyboard tough guys, you know, will drop in the comments how wrong that is. But that is a very, very simplified explanation of what that is. Yes, I do know and understand that there are many more layers to it than that, and it's more involved than that. But in a very simplified process, it's that, okay? And essentially, what's been done. With human trafficking, or excuse me, with sex trafficking, is to codify a crime that essentially makes pimping a crime. But without it, right? Like we we almost have to change our our view. Like we almost have to change the vision, right? And, and take it out of this Hollywood vision of what selling sex looks like. Okay, and take it out of this. You know, it's an enterprise. It's you know, or it's the guy at the motel, um, and we all know those motels in Tampa, right, Jason? You know, it's the it's the seedy guy at the motel who's there, and the girls come in and out, right, and and you know they're giving him a piece of the of the money and, and this that the other, right? We kind of have to change what what the stereotypical view of it may be. And understand that it's not that it's not necessarily those back alley dealings, right? It's not what we saw on Law and Order SVU, okay? It's it's something different. It's it's something more buttoned up, right? More corporate. And I think we're I think we've seen that more and more. And once we dive into what it is, right? Once we dive into what the Department of State is telling us sex trafficking is, we can go, oh yeah, this is not a dilution of the topic. This is actually making it illegal to do something that people may have turned a blind eye to before, right? And I'm not, and don't get me wrong, they may have turned a blind eye to it before, but it doesn't mean that it was the right thing to do. Right. We we evolve as as a country, we evolve as as a people and a nation. Right. So and I think our our laws and our worldviews can change based on that. Um, If you're not sure that things can change, uh, probably need to look back in history and watch what's happened in history. Um, Because, you know, look, there was there was and I don't want to make this into more than it is, right? But look, there was a time in history that there were slaves. There was a time in history that women weren't allowed to vote because the thought process was they weren't smart enough to vote. Like where in the mind was were these things like, hey, yeah, this makes sense, right? So when you look at it, things evolve, things get better. We grow, right, as people, we grow as as individuals, we grow as a nation, and we can codify these things to go Look, these aren't the the CD motel that you know people know. Like, you know the people that are there, that's what they're doing, right? The old I don't even know if it's still the case. Jason may know Nebraska Ave. You, the the going joke would be like you saw somebody walking down Nebraska Ave in Tampa. Huh? You knew what they were there for, right? Um, I don't think it's like that anymore. Those of you the the Tiger show, the what were the, the, the big cat lady and guy um, Tiger. T- Tiger King, Tiger King. Yeah, supposedly she was walking Nebraska Ave back in the day, and that was back in the day when, you know, nefarious things happened on uh, on Nebraska Ave. All of that brings us to this lawsuit that I didn't know existed until about two weeks ago. And as I mentioned at the start here, I only knew it existed because Jason mentioned it to me. I, it's like, hey, Jason, man, I, I need a, a topic for the podcast. I'm not really sure, you know, what to do this week. And uh, we ended up doing something else that week. But, you know, be that as it may, he put this on my radar. And, you know, I dove into it a little bit more. And actually a little bit more has come out since then. So probably, probably a good thing that we waited a little bit. But did you know that Vince McMahon is being sued? And by Vince McMahon, I mean the now retired uh, head of WWE – All right, so let's unpack a few things here, right? Because we're not talking about some mom and pop shop, right? We're not talking about some behind the scenes guy, right? And and, and those of you who went through and, and saw a lot of the Hollywood stuff, right? A lot of the stuff that came out with Hollywood, yeah, there were some big names. But by and large, like, I don't know if any of those names were quite as big as Vince McMahon. Like, that is a huge name. He has been around and in the public spotlight for 20 years, maybe more, 25, right? Long, long time. And to think that something of the magnitude of this lawsuit is something that has garnered really so little attention is mind-blowing, right? And not just the lawsuit itself, but the allegations that go along with it, right? How this has been kept so quiet and how it's not massive news, right? Is just I don't get it. I, I have no words to express the the lack of understanding. How we get to this point of there's just nobody really talking about it. I give you a little bit of history, right? Vince McMahon uh, took over from his father when it was the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation the World Wildlife Federation took umbrage and trademark infringement uh, on WWF. And so WW, the old WWF, the World Wrestling Federation changed its name to, is it World Wrestling Entertainment? Yeah, WWE, okay? So that's where that name change came from. That name change came a long, long time ago, okay? Uh, since then they took over, uh, what, they took over WCW, um, they took over a lot of the smaller um, wrestling uh, um, formats that were out there that were essentially trying to overtake uh, WWE at the time. It didn't. It wasn't as. It was big, but not as big in the late '80s, early '90s as it is now, right? I mean, we're talking about massive, massive, massive company, right? With with many spin-off shows and just a, a, a look. Some of our biggest actors that we see right now both physically and uh, grossing wise uh you know financially grossing wise Dwayne Johnson got his start WW WWE Dwayne, he's actually by the way from Tampa or at least uh his dad used to train at Bally's on Hillsboro um I, I knew a lot of guys who actually used to train with him I guess he was, he was a little twerpy guy back in the day but he's quite large now okay um hey, look, we all go through those awkward phases in elementary, middle, and high school. So, um, you know, he was no different. But that said, the, the WWE has given us some of some massive superstars and, and kind of cool that some of them are actually from Tampa. We have uh, uh, John Cena. He's from Tampa as well. Another, you know, doing lots and lots. And uh, Bautista is actually from South Tampa, right, Jason? Yeah. So, and, and he's, I think he's a guy that's on the come up in terms of, uh, you know, High-grossing actor, and but he's also a rather large individual. So um, maybe we can have him on the show sometime. Maybe 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 our producer can can pull some strings. I think he knows some people. Anyway, um, be be that as it may, let's uh, you know, The point being, WWE is big enough that it produced those stars, right? Without WWE, do you really think anybody knows who Dwayne Johnson is? Right. Probably not. Right. Do we do we really want to go with, hey, do you think anybody really knows who John Cena is? Probably not. Right. You think anybody's really going to know who uh, who Batista is? Probably not. Right. Like I I don't. There's nothing in me that that really believes like these guys went and said, I'm going to go be an actor. Right. Because they didn't really follow the same trajectory and path that were your kind of. Typical, quote unquote, typical actors would follow, right? So, you know, it, they they followed a different path, but that path was given to them by WWE. And and, and look, I, I mean, if you look at some of their early early acting, right, it's kind of bad. Like it, it really wasn't all that great. But but they were in this huge media conglomerate, this huge entertainment conglomerate, which was WWE. Right. Which was pushing millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Right. So they got that foothold. But to think that the person who was responsible for that and the person who was responsible for that, he was not one that ever seemed to shy away from the spotlight. Right. Vince McMahon never struck me as a guy who was shy, who wanted to just sit back and run the company and and not be in the spotlight. Okay, so we have this lawsuit that that really goes on to talk about that. That there were these uh, these um, there's a word for for these sexual acts, these uh, sexual harassment is the word that I'm looking for. My apologies. This this sexual harassment and and, and, um, sex trafficking that seemingly went on in WWE right now. Let's, let's take a step back because what I definitely don't want is I definitely don't want Vince, Vince McMahon and his lawyers to go, you slandered me, right? So these are all allegations, okay? I am not saying that any one of these things are true. The allegations are that there was improper sex that was going on, right? And, and that people were, were being forced into sexual harassment Type scenarios okay, um, and, and this is over some period of time. Now, here's the real key right, this lawsuit is based on an NDA, a non disclosure agreement, right? And another name for an NDA is a confidentiality agreement, right? Meaning that we are agreeing that neither one of us are going to say anything about anything contained in this confidentiality agreement in this NDA okay um it's businesses use it a lot so that they can engage in negotiations and talk back and forth okay it's it's super common in the business world because you go hey I have a product I have a need over here to buy this product but we need to negotiate on it and the seller of the product wants to be able to negotiate freely with the buyer of the product, but they don't want buyer number two down the line to know what kind of deal they're giving buyer number one because maybe buyer number one is buying a whole lot more so they cut them a better deal or buyer two is just a giant pain in the butt so they know they're going to have to spend more money to keep that person happy so they're going to charge that person more. There's there's all these different scenarios that go on in business that that necessitate the use of an NDA. So and I think we've heard this term over time, you know, fairly recently, especially in the, in the entertainment world, that it seems to have this negative connotation. Right. Oh, such and such had to sign an NDA and now they want to uh, get out of it. I said entertainment world, but you know what I was actually I was like I'm in my head thinking it's come up a lot in the news. Right. Um, Trump. It, it came up a little bit with uh, the whole Trump thing, the, the non-disclosure agreements um, and whether or not they were violated. So. um A non-disclosure agreement is nothing more than a contract. And and even though they seemingly have had this negative connotation in, in recent times, they're not generally negative, right? They're just generally used for business to get business from point A to point B. That's it. Okay. Um, but here are the allegations. And what's interesting is, uh, John Laurinaitis who is a part of the lawsuit, part of WWE, right? has actually taken a step back and and gone, oh, wait a second, I want out of this mess. I am not a part of this and everything that you're saying I did, Vince McMahon did to me, okay? Um, allegations, once again, I don't know any of this is fact. These are what the allegations are, but they are accused of violation of the Trafficking Victims Prevention Act, participating in venture in violation of the Trafficking Victims Prevention Act, negligence, civil battery, intentional or negligent infliction of emotional distress and declaratory relief. All right, here's the deal. That's a whole lot of words, right? And that's a whole lot of different counts. Here's the two big ones. Because the reality is everything else, there's actually really one big one. Everything stems from that. The big one here is the violation of Trafficking Victims Prevention Act. What they're saying is that the allegation is that McMahon and Laurinaitis engaged in sex trafficking, meaning that for commercial purposes, they had somebody engage in sex acts or forced forced somebody to engage in sex acts, right? You gotta have the force. You can't just go, uh, look, uh, they, there's a whole industry built on uh, making money on sex acts, right? But they're not forced, right? So that that force is is what becomes the dividing line between okay and not okay. And yes, you can have the discussion that, that legal paid version, right? The unforced version uh, has, you know, there's a strong element of it. Okay. Not the purpose of this topic and conversation. Um, because man, you could get down an an absolute rabbit hole on that. Okay. So what they're, what they're trying to do is hold these, these executives accountable. Now, this, this complaint stems from an alleged violation of a non-disclosure agreement. So the plaintiff, Janelle Grant, has, she, the, the, uh, the original allegation is that there's a non-disclosure agreement that she was sexually harassed by McMahon, forced to do uh, sexual acts, and supposedly she's not the only woman who was paid off by McMahon. Here's where the problem really lies. Vince McMahon allegedly paid these NDA payments, these non-disclosure agreement payments. So non-disclosure agreements are contracts. You have to have um, a a promise and there has to be some sort of essentially compensation for that promise, right? Um, His promise was a promise to pay her money, right? And apparently he stopped paying her money. So it was money in exchange for silence. He was actually um, allegedly was supposed to pay for her medical care and, uh, payments in exchange for silence. Right. Um, so there, there's that consideration that they had. That's one of the things that you have to have when you're talking about a contract, right. Um, the problem becomes, right. So look, if, if he makes these payments, right. And fulfills all of his duties and obligations, and she breaches that non-disclosure agreement, even if what he... What you, the problem is you can't contract against illegal activity, right? But the question becomes, you know, was the activity illegal at the time or is it illegal now? That's a whole nother question. And the retroactivity and the application of it in criminal law it generally isn't, isn't applied retroactively. Um, but... That's a whole nother thing. That That is another rabbit hole that you can go down and spend a lot of time trying to figure out, okay? But the key here, the, the key here is the money that was used to pay. So the allegation is Vince McMahon didn't come out of his own pocket to make these payments, okay? Apparently, these payments were made via the WWE account, okay? Here's why this is a major, major, major problem, okay? Because for lack of a better term, this was hush money, right? Like we've heard the term hush money. This was money being paid to somebody as part of a non-disclosure agreement, which means they were being paid to not talk, okay? Um, They were being paid allegedly to not talk about something that McMahon Right, so let's understand that. But the problem is, WWE is a publicly traded company. Do you know why that's a problem? Here's why that's a problem publicly traded companies are regulated by the SEC, which also means that publicly traded companies have to file reports with the SEC and earnings reports and revenue reports and they have shareholders that they have to answer to along with mandatory reporting. Well, when millions of dollars show up on a questionable line item, people sometimes start to ask questions and that's where this unravels for McMahon. In my opinion, this whole thing starts to unravel and starts to get legs because the payments were made from the WWE. Now, some at some point the payments stopped, which is why this lawsuit exists. Okay, but no one probably would have known about it had it not been for this SEC filing and and the SEC going something wrong here. Right? There's there's something amiss with this. Um, so that's kind of catching you up on the the WWE saga and. Uh, where that lies So you know Kind of stay tuned Vince McMahon has been Accused of sex trafficking uh, The the negligence aspect With WWE Because WWE is a named uh, Person in it you, you name the company as well Like you always do you, you, you always name the company But basically The acts of an individual Are imputed Into the company So uh, Vince McMahon Was an agent Or an employee Of WWE Right He ran the thing So um, whatever he does that's bad gets imputed into WWE. And, and really the theory goes the company knew or should have known about these things that were happening, right? It, it's no different, Like you can, you can make this super, super simple. Any company out there, you can be the smallest mom or pop shop, right? If, if something happens and your employee does something that's negligent, really, really super simple explanation. You have somebody driving a company car, right? You give an employee the keys to the company car. They go and they rear end somebody, right? You are responsible for you as the as the business owner are responsible for their actions. Okay, um, just how it is, and so we can we apply that to to more complex examples like this one: uh, the intentional or negligent infliction of emotional distress. Uh, the key there, right, especially like this is how how it breaks down in Florida. If you have um, intentional infliction of emotional distress, you don't have to have contact, meaning that you, you something didn't have to physically touch you. Uh, if you have uh, negligent infliction of emotional distress, at least here in Florida, you have to have something that physically hits you. OK, it's a small nuance difference but it's different and, and a lot of times that comes down to insurance won't pay for intentional acts, they only pay for negligent acts, okay? Um, so that's kind of the, the breakdown, that's a real super simple breakdown. Um, hit me up on social media if you want me to break down the actual complaint and maybe we go count by count and, and go into a little bit more detail, but that's the, that's the big overview of what's going on. So So takeaways here, okay? Vince McMahon. He, by the way, Vince McMahon retired from the WWE, which he retired two years ago. I had no idea. This is apparently how much under a rock I've been, or how he's done a good job to stay very relevant. Um, which, by the way, WWE and UFC merged, and they made TKO it TKO Entertainment. So they're actually now one company. So like, there's there's a lot of moving parts here, um, but it is amazing that. All this time has gone by. Such a big spotlight type guy. I had no idea that he had retired. But also no idea that a suit of this magnitude was going on. It's a bad look for him. It's a bad look for the WWE. Um, They need to get in front of this thing and uh, figure out what to do. And I would imagine they're going to start distancing themselves from him. I think this is going to probably get more legs and and more press as we move through. Uh, But... Stay tuned, drop me a comment on socials if you would like to uh, like to hear more and like maybe an in-depth look onto the into the complaint on, uh, on the Law Father podcast. Anyway, that is the show for today. As always, the Law Father podcast is brought to you by Frankie Law here for all of your personal injury and DUI needs 813 800 4 law. Give Frankie Law a call. Uh, other than that, right here. Lawfather Studios and Lawfather Headquarters Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa Lawfather out